Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. After a train bombing in a small Kansas town, a private detective agency works alongside the Secret Service to track down the suspected terrorist John Harden, who was framed for the crime and is searching for the real culprits in Eddie Campbell's Black Diamond Detective Agency. Hey, welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 137, Black Diamond Detective Agency. My name is Jason. <coughs> welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a week. Uh, yep. Has yep. it? Has it been a week? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Usually. Usually. Usually, yeah. Uh, how's the, uh, brain working today? Mine's not. Not at all. Because the heat? Uh, I guess. Heat, hunger, something weird just happened in my throat right before we started this. Oh. So, yeah. uh, all sorts of, uh, Ooh. things. Nefarious activity. Good, yeah. That are making this go down as one of the worst shows <laughs> we've ever done already. <laughs> Oh, it, it it always gets worse. Don't worry. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a fan of the heat. It's like ninety something. Yeah. It's uh, it's like being locked in a sweaty gym sock for hours. That's what it feels like when you walk around out there. Yeah. At least it's not humid. It's not terribly humid. No. Yeah. Not too bad. If it was humid, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a bullshit thing that people say, but. Uh, it really is the humidity. It's yeah. the humidity that bothers me. Yeah. More than anything else. Like, uh, 4th of July was uh, this past Monday. Uh, uh, I was over at my parents' house for uh, a small cookout thing. And uh, it rained a little bit. And uh, when I left the house, uh, my mom walked outside with me and she was like, Oh, it's nice out. I was like, No, it's it's not. <laughs> I mean, it was like in the seventies, but it was super fucking humid. Right. And it was just melty. Yeah, when it, when it finally stopped like exploding, the, you know, the sky, mm-hmm. and I could actually take my dog out because she's petrified of fireworks. Right. And when I finally took her out, there was like this crazy uh, haze in the air yeah. from all the like sulfur or whatever that's in the fireworks, and uh. Yeah, it's just called humidity. Oh no, there was firework residue. You could smell it and see it, and that was like making me sneeze. And, this is called brimstone. <laughs> brimstone? Yeah. The devil? You are in hell. Oh. I, I thought when you smell brimstone, it just means uh, Kurt Wagner is around. Uh, I don't listen to opera. <laughs> I don't understand the thing you're talking <laughs> about. Oh. Chopin? None of that? None of that? <laughs> <laughs> is it brimstone or was it like patchouli? What is it? <laughs> when, he, when he's around, you, you smell? It wasn't brimstone. Do you actually want me to be serious here for a second? Oh, it doesn't matter. 
I can't honestly can't remember though. Because if we are still talking about Nightcrawler, yeah, uh-huh. uh, then yes, it's Bruce Timm. Is it okay? Yes. yes, I was thinking it's something I've actually smelled before, and I don't think I've ever smelled brimstone. Yeah, I don't think it exists. <laughs> I don't know. They've mentioned it in the Bible and X Men, and uh, those are the two two things that don't exist. Uh, two things you can trust overall. <laughs> uh, may I point out X Men three? And The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Both amazing films. But it, I've seen maybe two minutes of Passion of the Christ, and that was two minutes too much. I've seen the trailer. Yeah. I saw clips on a, me and my brother, actually. Um, this is interesting because, you know, I believe in the God, and he does not. Uh, and we watched these, like, atheist, this atheist TV show together that's streaming on Netflix. I've heard it's called like Atheist Diaries or Atheist something or other. So they'll just put any old crap on uh, Netflix then. <laughs> it was actually pretty entertaining. Mm. It was like these two old guys uh, that are like, one of them was like an atheist philosopher or something. The other one's just like an atheist writer. And uh, they were funny and like cute because they were like white haired old men. So who you don't expect to be atheist because you know you know, they're knocking on heaven's door. Or smelling the brimstone in their case, because, you know, they're this. <laughs> but it, it was pretty entertaining, actually. Mm. Hey. 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 <clears throat> um, so, uh, you want to talk about this book? Yeah, let's talk about this Okay. Book. Let's get the show over with. <laughs> Black Diamond Detective Agency. Yeah, Eddie Campbell. Now, was this, did it say it was based on a movie or a screenplay or something? Based on a screenplay, unproduced screenplay. Okay. Which is weird, because the guy who wrote it, C. Gabby Mitchell, something like that, wrote the movie Blood Diamond and uh, Get Low. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? He wrote Get Low? Uh Uh-huh. I've never heard of Blood Diamond, but... So, uh, it's the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, really? And, uh, Jimon Hansu. I'll have to see that. Eh, I've never heard good things about it. Well, the crowd you run with, though. They don't know shit. Shit. <clears throat> I like Leo Dio. Uh, I could, uh... I could leave him. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. I love him. You leave him. Mm-hmm. Love him and leave him. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, come on. This is the war show. This is the war <laughs> show. Um, yeah, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Even in the, what was it, Shutter Island? It was great in Shutter Island. I saw that. Because I already figured out everything about it. Without ever seeing it. From the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why it pays to be a dumb guy like me. I don't I don't get the I don't get the uh, figuring out. I don't feel like talking about it. I don't feel like talking. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about this book. Black Diamond Technologies. Yeah. Blood Diamond. Yeah. That would have been a good crossover. That'd be, uh, I don't want to see that movie. 
I would see Black Diamond Detective Agency, though, as a movie. Yeah. In fact, I'd prefer to see it as a movie. Yeah. Because it did not work as a comic. Really? Oh, not at all. Why, why didn't it work as a comic? <clears throat> um, Eddie Campbell's art style. You mean, like... Eddie Campbell's choice to not put borders over uh, word balloons so that they all just sort of melt into each other and you have no idea who's talking or <laughs> what anyone is actually saying. <laughs> uh, I never get confused by a word balloon thing. Uh, well, then, then you probably read it wrong. Yeah. Because I had to reread this thing like twice. There was, there was a couple of scenes where I didn't know who was talking because they're really tiny, like... When the uh, Secret Service guy first comes in and he meets the sheriff or whatever, and there's like five people in the panel and they're all really tiny, I'm like, who's... I can't tell who is. There's all that, too. Yeah. All, uh, all the characters have uh, varying uh, shapes of facial hair. Some hats. Uh, some hats. Well, pretty much all of them wear hats. No. Trench coats. Uh, some wear glasses, some don't. Uh... There's two guys with uh, gray hair with uh, very similar beards. Right. Um, they're apparently two different people because I saw them talking together. <laughs> I didn't know which one was talking because uh, the word balloons were mushed together with uh, no clear distinction which one belonged to who. Right. Okay. Uh, sometimes the word balloon uh, tails would uh, blend into the background so you could almost get a sense of where it was pointing, but then you just lose it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. All the characters sort of just look alike. Eddie Campbell doesn't really paint in great detail. He's a very minimalist kind of it's, artist. Uh, it's very muddy. Uh, I think this would have been suited to him doing, uh, just kind of make. Like his From Hell style. From Hell, yeah. yeah. So as a as a painted book, I don't think it works. Mm -hmm. As a sequential book, uh, it's got a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, mostly on the technical angle, just all in the execution. It was just poorly executed. Yeah. See, I dug it. I didn't think it was his best work. And I, I know what you're saying. Like, his style does uh, lend itself for more, like, uh, like, like things that are less... You know, less dependent on, uh, you know, like intricacies. You know, yeah. like who's who. Like in in the From Hell, you know, obviously you know uh, who's who because like you know you either have like a surgeon killer or you have like a prostitute or you have a cop. But uh, yeah, I I see what you're saying about the characters in this one. They all do sort of share a lot of the same, you know, traits. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I. Uh, don't want you to get me wrong on this, but the story was excellent, mm -hmm. and that's why I really want to see this as the movie it was apparently intended <laughs> right. to be. I like how, like, I don't want to totally spoil the ending, but I like how, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bleak ending at all, but it's, like, not your typical, like, everything is wrapped up and, like, everybody is, like, doing what you would hope they would be doing. And It's a noir ending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of, uh, I follow Ed Brubaker on Twitter. And, uh, I mostly find him to be pretty pompous and, uh, question why I follow him sometimes. Right. But, uh, he does occasionally, uh, post things that he calls noir lessons. 
and I posted one recently, that a uh, happy ending in a noir is when your hero loses almost everything. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, this one too, I mean, he didn't really lose everything, but like there was like hints along the story that you know he's going to go on a different route or like, right. you know, maybe fall in love or like, <clears throat> yeah, you know. But he, he gets exactly what he wants, and uh, it turns out that perhaps that's not for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the characters pretty much wind up in the same way. Yeah. 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 Ones with names. Yeah. I, I, Speaking roles. I do love his artwork. I love how, like, it almost sounds like this would be insulting, but how, like, kind of stiff a lot of people look. In his artwork, and it's not like, it's not like, I don't think it's because he doesn't know how to draw movement. I think it's more like he's influenced by a style that's, it just seems like he's influenced by, by stuff that's a hundred years old, you know? Like, it, a lot of it looks like old photography and old, um, I don't know, just like old paintings and whatnot. Like, he's got a very, like, not modern looking style. I think. That's what makes uh, him that, you know, I don't know, drawing me in, I guess. I always want to see everything he's doing, because he's got a unique style. Yes, I'm not terribly a fan. Uh, I don't have anything against him or his style. It's just not anything that I'm genuinely interested in or ever really want to seek out. I know he does good work. I know he's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, like the, the two best things I've ever seen him draw were like uh, two issues of Captain America he did in the uh, mid two thousands. Wow, I can't even remember that. I remember he did a Batman story. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember the Captain America ones. But uh, yeah, from Hell definitely, I think is his like shining moment, at least for me. It's probably the one thing in, in his career that uh, he'll be best remembered for, even though he's done hundreds of other things. His Bacchus stuff's really good too. <clears throat> and I'm not even a, I'm not like a super fan of mythology or anything, but but uh, those are really good. He's been doing that for like twenty years. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and he does the autobio stuff too, but it's. It's very different. Like, it's it's really strange. Right. It's almost like a diary, but it's almost like like he's writing the, I don't know, like a, a play, like a comedy play with his slice of life, you know, thrown in there. But I don't know. I think, I think he's just a super unique artist and writer. Like you said, his writing. Writing's good. Yeah. No, he was uh, once uh, was supposed to do a run on uh, Hellblazer, uh, but that only lasted like three or four issues. Just read it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what happened or why he uh, left it, but uh, you know, the issues he did were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's a unique talent. Just you don't think this one really just missed the mark. Uh, yeah, I just, I think the execution of it was all wrong, yeah. I like how, like, uh, there was, like, one shot towards the, or one, uh, like, spread or whatever, 
towards the beginning of the book, whenever the train wreck happens. Yeah. I thought that was amazing, well, amazingly well done, and like how it got across that uh, the main character was, uh, you know, right right near the wreck, but he wasn't in the train or whatever. Sure. But uh, he, he can't hear anything for a couple of pages. And I thought that was done really well. Like people were like moving their mouth, but like nothing's happening. And I thought I thought that worked as far as like getting that across. Yeah, I mean there there are moments in the book that uh, I think are good, uh, but I think they're they're just too you know, too too few, mm-hmm. too far between. Um, <clears throat> Like I said, story-wise, I thought it was, it was an interesting story, uh, one that, you know, I don't know, just, uh, like, I got confused a lot while reading it, but, you know, uh, I mean, it all paid off in the end, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, like, I keep going back to the fact that, you know, you know, it was a non-produced Screenplay, right. and, you know, perhaps it would be better suited for that. I I really do like. I think we talked about this after we read uh, the Selena's big score. Yeah. I really like, uh, you know, like. I mean, this is this is not really a heist story though. Yeah. It's it's more like a mystery and uh, set around a heist, right. um, because the heist is like, you know, you don't really see it. Right. Um, but I could still I could still see this being maybe better served as a movie. Right. You know, just the, the type of, like, the <clears throat> genre and the characters. I think, yeah. I think film is, movement is really, yeah. really good for this sort of, like, old school, uh, I don't know, train robbery kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a weird western noir almost. Yeah. Uh, and a mystery too. Huh? And a mystery. I would say Mysteries kind of fit into the noir type of yeah. uh, genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's essentially a heist story in which none of the main characters are involved in the heist. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more like putting the pieces together. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I I will say too, uh, like in the negative category, um. Like, I did read this twice, to be honest. Yeah. And it wasn't because, um, it just, you know, like, it didn't make sense or anything. It was just, like, I wanted to clarify, because, like you said, some of the characters, I was getting slightly confused. I was like, is that, uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, the Secret Service guy or the sheriff, but, um, so I did read it twice, and there was one scene that, and I, I think this is something that he kind of does in his stories sometimes, he just chooses really strange ways of depicting things. Like, uh, there's a scene where a guy creeps in a window, and, uh... Yeah, and he was... and, and, like, he shoots somebody, and then, like, you're supposed to realize that there was a guy hiding under the bed. Right. And I, I had to read that scene, like, three times, because I didn't realize that the guy was hiding under the bed. Yeah, I, I had to reread that one a few times as well. Uh, I reread that a bunch of times. I reread the... Uh, opening sequence of the book like four times, right? You know, like like up through the uh, the the train explosion and all that. And, like I was like, I don't understand 
uh, like the the character gets arrested and thrown in jail, and like I had to reread the whole sequence where he breaks out. Right. Yeah, I, I just think he has an odd, like he he chooses odd things to depict to represent the action or whatever. Right. And and again, like I don't think it's necessarily like, I mean, sometimes it can be a stumbling block to follow the story, but but I don't, I honestly think it's just like a a stylistic choice because he's he just makes everything I don't know it just looks like like he's he's basing everything on old photography or uh you know just the way everybody's so stilted and um in those old photos you know where everybody had to sit still for like half an hour to get their photo taken like I don't know it reminds me of that and um one might say that he's just a bad artist (laughs) and I don't think he's a bad artist though but it is sometimes problematic to to understand what he's, you know, the the flow of his narrative. I guess sometimes it interrupts that. Well, this is uh, other than the two issues of Captain America that he drew. Uh, the only thing that I've actually ever read all the way through uh, that he's ever drawn. So I can't, you know. You've read parts of From Hell. I have uh, read like the first hundred pages of From Hell like seventeen times. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, as far as I've ever gotten on it, uh, and uh, I mean, I had similar problems with some of his storytelling and his style in that book, but uh, not to the point of this mm-hmm. uh, because I think that being just line art uh, everything is a little more clearer and uh, delineated plus it's Alan Moore so like well, yeah. the, the angle of every feather <laughs> is a uh, you know excruciatingly detailed in the scripts right. so yeah and maybe maybe he does need uh, you know for something that's a little more complex because like I said his his autobiography stuff is usually pretty light it's pretty like it's just funny, or it's, you know, just stories, slice of life stories. So maybe when he's doing something more complex, he needs somebody um, that would kind of spell out things like Alan Moore would right. to, to make to make it, you know, legible, or more legible. Right. I can see that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think one of the worst culprits in this book was uh, the action sequence. Uh, oh, was, uh, Kind of towards the end, but... The gunshot train station yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could I could follow it for, like, maybe the first page or so, and then after that it just got worse and worse, and characters wound up getting shot that I had, like, no idea who the fuck they were. <laughs> there was a scene there, yeah, a couple panels where there was a guy, like, I, I finally figured out that he was uh, supposed to be just standing by the train and uh, posing as, a, like, a luggage checker or something. Like, I couldn't figure out if he was on the train or, like, running to the train or or, or what for... I had to read that twice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we are just dumb, but uh, that's possible. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm giving, I'm giving us uh, more credit than that. Uh, on this one, yeah. For this book. At least on this one, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're both having similar problems to it, uh, you know, then, yeah, it's... it's it's the book's fault, right. and not ours. Yeah. Because, I mean, the story itself, the plot and everything is, uh, 
not that entirely complicated. Right. I mean, it's not like it's not like a children's book, but it's no, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but it's not uh, a labyrinthine puzzle. Or anything. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's, There's a little bit of intrigue and mystery and right. second guessing, but character switching sides, yeah. but but yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that. It's definitely not his best work, I would say. But I think it's worth reading. It's, yeah. I don't think it's worth buying. Well, I stole it from the library. Well, there you go. (laughs) Actually, I probably will just, I probably will return this one to the shelf at Mavericks and let somebody else buy it. Total damage. Is it? Yeah. Is it? A little wraparound thing. Oh, I I usually throw those away anyway. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get the point of those things. Yeah, these little they basically cover a fourth of the of the dust jacket. Yeah, and it, and it has some artwork on it. So I mean, you don't want to just toss it, but it's right. mostly just reviews, like praising you know the book. And they yeah they do tear really easily. Yeah. What do they call those things? Little ribbon things. Because they're not protecting anything, so it's it's not for that. Yeah, uh, Maybe, you it know, it doesn't fit in with the design of the actual cover. I love the cover design. Like, I think that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it looks so much like one of those old like uh, water you know, posters. Or, yeah, yeah. Or like those ads for like revitalizing yeah, waters. Yeah. And, but yeah, yeah, you're right. That it doesn't really fit with that. But uh. And uh, he had to draw. He had to draw Dedeker. Always does. It's kind of a signature move. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Alan Moore wrote that sequence, but then had his name removed from the credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's even a. Yeah, here's a good uh, example. There's a couple of panels, like on page 33 and 37, where um, he actually has a box pointing to something telling you what it is and I did actually think that when I when I saw the second one I was like why does he have to keep telling you what things are this is a comic book yeah and you just draw it and maybe maybe he reread it or had somebody read it and they're like what's going on here Ed (laughs) I know he's a wine connoisseur so maybe he drinks a little bit too much wine (laughs) before he uh, sits down at the drawing table Yeah. Well, if they ever make a movie, you should, you should watch that. I'll watch it. Definitely. You won't. Maybe it'll, uh, it'll be a, uh, yeah. It'll only get made as a movie because it's already been a comic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, comics are successful. Yeah. That new relaunch of, of DC a few months ago was gangbusters. <laughs> we were, we were looking at that, um, about our orders on the, the ordering all the new DC stuff because they're doing them like a week or two, and uh, and you know they've got this deal where you know they're returnable, but basically we have to order. It averages out to like fifty something copies of every book, right? In order to to have them be returnable, yeah. and the most we like we don't sell fifty something copies of most DC books as right. it is. I mean there might be a couple like Batman or something, but. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And I think it's just so they can, like, you know, I, the positive side would be, you know, to look at it like, you know, the half full side would say, 
you know, oh, they're trying to get people to take a chance on things that their customers will definitely appreciate, and you know, yeah. you know, the 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 demand will be stronger than the retailers anticipate. But the other side of the coin is like it it looks really good. Like look at our sales, you yeah. know, like you know, like look at all these books we sold. Yep. It's all smoke and mirrors. That's right. Totally is. Explosions. Explosions. Like this book. Yeah. Explosions on the train. Yeah. Under the train. What's under the train? Under the train. Yeah, under the train. Alright. Uh, let's take a break, I guess. Or you can just pick your movie and we'll go. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Nothing else to say. Yeah. So. Well, we can have an abbreviated episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I can pick my movie. Alright. Um, rubber. <laughs> Alright. Is that what it's called? Yeah. You told me about it a few weeks ago, I think, even on here, I believe. Uh, or maybe it was just a drawing that. Maybe, I don't know. And it sounded ridiculous. Yeah, it's about a uh, killer tie. Yeah. Yep. And then you happened to get it from Netflix. Yes, I did. And I was like, fuck, let's just pick that. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. I will not veto that because I did get it from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be retarded. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> just because it's in my queue at the top. <laughs> it's in my house. We could watch The Atheist Diaries instead. No, oh, and that's what I was going to uh, say, though. We watched The Atheist Diaries or The Atheist Tapes or whatever, and then uh, we were still kind of, like, we were kind of, like, talking back and forth about what our views on it, and then we even watched this other documentary. Um, it was just, like, an hour-long documentary this this guy made who went to some sort of Catholic... Uh, it, it wasn't just a Catholic school. It was, like, like an indoctrination type of school, you know, like a college but a college that didn't really teach you much about the real world. It was only really about religion. Yeah. And uh, and he was really into it, but then uh, when he got out, he uh, kind of started rethinking his whole life, and he went back to interview him. And it was it was kind of Michael Morris where you could tell he had an agenda, and he was like, kind of angry at the at the school, you know, which is probably understandable. But um, it was interesting, though. It was like, oh, I can't think of what it's called, like religion... Uh, it wasn't religious, but uh, I can't remember. It, it was streaming on Netflix, though. And it, was, it was interesting. I like those type of documentaries. But uh, not as much as I'll probably like rubber. Sorry, folks. <laughs> oh, no one's still around. No one's listening to this phone. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> and goodbye. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>